0: Welcome to Shaylee and Katie The Podcast, where two work-from-home entrepreneurs who are laughing their way through life, parenthood, and owning creative businesses. I'm Katie Day, a photographer, comedy writer, and performer, and mom of four. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a video producer, interior designer, and mom of one. We'd also like to thank our sponsor FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. I know you've been hearing us talk about FreshBooks for a while, but guys, seriously, if you're still doing invoices on your own, just saving them to your desktop, you need to check out FreshBooks. It's literally created for creatives. And that's why FreshBooks has launched an all new version of cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built exactly the way that you work. So get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, but it's also packed full of powerful features. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds or less. You can send online payments with just a couple clicks and get paid up to four days faster. And you can actually see when your clients have seen the invoice so that you don't have to guess whether you need to remind them or not. Um, FreshBooks right now is offering a 30-day unrestricted trial just for our listeners. And to claim it, you just go to freshbooks.com SK and enter Shaylee and Katie in the How Did You Hear About Us section.
1: Guys, the best thing I have done to revolutionize the way I prep dinner is to hire a celebrity chef to come to my house and do all of the planning and prepping for me for the entire week. Now, who is this chef? me i I'm the chef. okay, now maybe I'm not a celebrity, but I feel like one when it's a Sunday night and I've got all the things I need, and all I have to do is chop and shop. Oh, I'm freestyling uh- oh, guys. I get so in the zone, I put on my music or a podcast and I just go ahead and prepare everything I need for the whole week. And then the rest of the week, all it is is just popping things in the oven and eating and enjoying. And there's no more thinking because Allison, a real celebrity chef at prepdish.com, has done all the thinking for me. She made me a list, detailed instructions, a detailed shopping list, and it gets sent to my inbox every week. And all I have to do is run to the grocery store, carve out a couple hours, and it's done. Prepdish.com slash SK. Guys, you got to check it out. Two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Hey, guys, welcome back to Shaley and Katie the Podcast. Today we have Natalie Freeman. Woo! Yeah, all the way from Arkansas. Um, On the line, I am so excited for this interview. She is a delight. She is at Natalie Creates on Instagram. She's a blogger, a farmer, and lady entrepreneur, rock star. She and her husband own a farm in Arkansas um, and... She's opened up a good old brick-and-mortar general store. Just a
0: general store, you know. Called Freckled Hint
1: Farmhouse, which Shaylee and I uh, just visited. We frequent
0: it. We frequent it. In
1: the real flesh. We got to meet her. We asked her to be on the podcast, and she was very kind enough to give us her time this afternoon. Let's clap her
0: in. Natalie.
1: Natalie. Yay. Um, We want to get into a little bit about business, about you as a person, about your farm. But before we do... We of course have to thank one more sponsor of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It is our fake sponsor. This episode is brought to you by <gasps> Fresh Cut, Cut Flowers. Flowers. <laughs> Aww. Aww, What's um, better? Fresh Cut Flowers knew you're gonna be on. Yeah, they did. They contacted us and said we want to sponsor this episode. People aren't buying us as much as they should. Right. Girls, help us out. And then they were like, we heard Natalie was coming on. We think that'd be a good episode. Yeah. So we have to come up with some taglines for fresh cut
0: flowers. I'm excited. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Fresh cut flowers. I was in a bad mood today, but fresh cut flowers. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it took. Great. That's That's all all it took. That's good.
1: That could be a whole ad campaign. Well, you know. Um, It may be snowy outside, but it's spring on my kitchen table.
0: Oh, um, fresh cut flowers. That's good. Um, oh, thanks, fresh. Sorry, cut I forgot your birthday present, Mom. Fresh cut flowers. But- <laughs> fresh cut flowers. <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Thanks, fresh. Um, fresh cut. Flowers. Yes, Do you, you. If you have one, you can type um, in. You no pressure, to, though. No pressure.
2: I mean, I feel like I'm not as witty as you guys, so I'll just leave it to you. Okay.
0: Now, Natalie doesn't need to come up with a tag for fresh cut flowers. She just like opens up a business and sells them. Yeah, and grows them. Uh, you know, and then literally farm. goes and cuts them in her farm. She literally cuts the fresh cut flowers, and we're
1: just like Walmart did it for us. Yeah, exactly. If, if it wasn't for Natalie, they'd just be fresh flowers, but they'd be outside <laughs> and just called a garden. Called we're a just garden been sponsored by gardens. Hmm. Hmm. Fresh cut flowers. This could oh. be a weed. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Thanks. 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 Fresh cut flowers. Thanks. So we want to hear all about owning and launching your small business. So walk us through your journey.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I would say it's been quite a journey. Um, Luke and I, we opened, or excuse me, we started our farm about five years ago um, with just kind of the intention of um, it being sort of a hobby farm, a place where community could gather. And as we were remodeling our farm and our farmhouse, I was blogging throughout the journey on NatalieCreates.com. And, um, people just really kind of fell in love with what we were doing and they were intrigued by it. And so we decided to open Freckleton Farmhouse just as an online store. So we opened the online store in March of 2016. Um, I never really realized that I wanted to open a store or that that's what I needed to do until I was like in the thick of it. But I realized now that it was um, exactly, you know, what we needed to do and what we were kind of like, you know, called to do. Um, And so we opened this tiny, like 200 square foot studio space where we um, kind of launched our website. And so we had the studio space filled with all of our product and we launched our website and, you know, nearly sold out the first day. And so we were like, okay, this is a good (laughs) sign. So um, we decided to um, just kind of open our studio space a couple of days a month just to be able to offer up products to people who like wanted to come in and actually physically touch them. And that became a pretty popular Um, part of our business. And so we would open up one or two days a month and, you know, we would have people coming in and out of this sort of like, you know, simple (laughs) space. Um, So then from that point, we realized that we needed to open a brick and mortar that was full time. So we um, found this like really beautiful building, um, historical building, and we decided to open up a the brick and mortar in January and, um, the business completely blossomed from there. So we have, you know, several employees now, um, we still ship through our online website, you know, worldwide. And it's just an amazing opportunity for us to kind of share our lifestyle with people who are interested in homesteading.
1: Mm. So, yeah, the products that you sell, those were the things you were actually using.
2: Right. So, right. Right. So in the beginning, we really only carried products that we had been using for years and years. Um, And so, you know, each piece did and still has a story, you know, within our farmhouse. But we soon were able to kind of expand, you know, our offerings um, you know, now we have over 300 products. Um, and of course we don't all, we don't use all of them, but they're brands that we believe in, you know, they're brands from small makers and small businesses, um, that have a compelling story. Um, and so it's just been amazing to be able to curate all of these products that really lend themselves to, um, a more intentional lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed even when when we visited there were ladies there doing like a like a mixing like soap mixing yeah. station on like a Saturday. Yeah. 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 It was really cute and it wasn't all just like hipster 20 30 year olds. It was like legit like seasoned ladies. <laughs> that like knew what they were doing mm-hmm. which I appreciated too because it's not like we made this up and we googled how to do it it's like right. no they've been doing it yeah
2: so we host workshops at the at the store as well um I I kind of believe in this idea that uh, we shouldn't have a business that's filled with stuff that people don't actually use. And so we host a lot of workshops to um, encourage people to kind of buy our product, but then actually learn how to use it within their own homes. And so, for example, that was an apothecary workshop where uh, women were coming in and they were making body scrubs and they were filling up our wet jars with that body scrub. um, And they're able to take it home and, you know, have a little self care. But um, in terms of sort of our customer base, I would say we have a real well-rounded age group. I think that younger folks can really identify with our personal aesthetic. And then um, older, more seasoned customers um, really like that we are touching on something that maybe their grandparents or their parents experienced. Um, Hmm. And so it's been amazing to be able to connect with customers from all age groups.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, talk let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah. How did the
0: farm happen? <laughs> yeah. So you, like mentioned like yeah. my husband and I we bought a farm. <laughs> right. And then from that and I'm like, wait, wait, go back to <laughs> the farm.
2: So it's kinda crazy to talk about buying a farm because I'm trying to do the math here. We were like um twenty four when we bought the farm, which whenever we had graduated from college, we were like looking at Wisconsin to like buy property and we were like Oh, wait, we have to be millionaires. So, um, we ended up not moving to Wisconsin and instead moved back to our home state. We had gone to college in Missouri and we both actually met each other there, um, Luke was studying cortical or he was studying sustainable agriculture. And I was studying women's and gender studies, which proves that you don't always have to (laughs) do something that your degrees in. So, um, we met in college. We were super young. We got married by like 19 and 20. And, um, we spent our last two years of college living in this little, uh, we called it the tree house. It was an apartment that was built like at the top floor of a house. And so, um, our yard, we kind of turned into a garden space. And so um, we had connected with some urban agriculture people in the area, and we really had a passion for it. Um, But when we graduated from college, it wasn't as idyllic. We ended up moving to a small town just south of us, and we lived there for about a year. And it was the hardest year of my life. But I think it taught me a valuable lesson that the community we had in Columbia, Missouri, when we were going to college was incredibly important um, to just really our general happiness. And so by the time we moved to Fayetteville, I was a school garden educator, I kind of landed that job. Fortunately, Um, it was amazing. And I kind of realized that I needed to cultivate that community again. So Um, that year in Fort Smith really taught me that, um, I'm kind of, I don't know, the conductor of my own life, that it's really Mm -hmm. important to create a community and a place where people can gather. So by the time we moved to Fayetteville, this property kind of landed in our laps and, you know, we were not looking to buy, we were super young and we were able to get it from, um, I don't know, it just kind of happened magically. And so um, we ended up buying the land and um, it ca- it qualified for a rural development loan, which for young people looking for farmland, that's an amazing opportunity. Um, and so we purchased the land and Luke was able to work um, at the university in organic agriculture, and I was working as a school garden educator and part-time blogger until we ended up opening our store. So now we host garden workshops and educational workshops at the farm on you know starting a garden and um, raising chickens and things like that. So it's kind of incredible how it's come full circle.
0: I love that. Oh, that gives so much more meaning to the like general story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Um, so how big is your farm? This is not necessary. I'm just curious. Oh no.
2: So it's only three and a quarter acre, which, you know, feels like a full-time job a lot of times when people are like, oh yeah, I have like 180 acres. And I'm like, I would die (laughs) because, you know, it's, (laughs) they're only working about five. (laughs) It's, um, but it's small, but we have dairy goats and we have chickens and, um, we have a pretty large garden with a flower, with a flower cut garden as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I love this story. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> so dreamy. You have a storybook. Like, we met in college. We got married in 19 and 20, and then we have, like, hobbled into this beautiful farm. We got a loan. We'll link to the loan, rural development loan. Yeah,
2: it's an amazing way for people to be able to buy a piece of property or a home that's in a less... Um, uh, it's in a part of the country, it can either be rural or urban, that is less desirable. And then it allows you to kind of purchase the land without
1: having an insane down payment.
0: Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Um, so you're inspiring me because I have moved to a farm. <laughs> yes, I knew <laughs> okay. that. story
0: is similar but different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when you keep talking about community, I think that's... That's the ticket because um, a farm in of itself is kind of off by itself. Right, exactly. Um, and you've found a way to sort of, it's almost an invitation um, to come and experience it. And I love that you've found ways to invite people to the farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: I think that there's a difference between our lifestyle and a full-time farmer's lifestyle. We intentionally made that choice. Um, we wanted to have health insurance, and vacation, you know, those type of things. And so um, to be able to work off the farm has its benefits, of course, but also our farm is, you know, just 20 minutes away from our store, and so it's close to town. I think that when people purchase property, they have this, like, you know, this – experience that, or they have this belief that it's going to be like roses and like, you're just going to sit by the wood burning stove and knit. And it's like a ton of hard work and it can be super lonely. So we just wanted to make sure that, you know, that wasn't really our reality.
0: That's good. Mm. I need ah. to learn to knit. I need to learn to knit. <laughs> no, that's not the reality, Katie. It's hard. I'm going to to learn to knit. <laughs> um, okay. So, College, marriage, farm, store, awesome store. You had like the pop up a couple times a month, sold out. So talk us through kind of moving to. So brick and mortars are kind of a dying thing. I don't think so. Not okay. Good. So argue us because in my brain, I'm thinking a young couple who has all these awesome things go online build up a big Instagram following because you do have a great Instagram following, which is another thing. Um, But part of it is because you have this real tangible business and farm. Uh, So talk through, did you, did you struggle with that? Did you do brick and mortar before you went online? And what are the pros and cons you've seen to both? Yeah, I think that you, as a
2: business owner, you should always be working towards both. And here's my thought. So we started online, which I think was the, most brilliant decision we made because we already had an audience. Like you said, I already had a blog. I already had Instagram. um, And I already had all of these people following our journey. So it only made sense to start online. It was also way more affordable to start online. We weren't like um, dropping all of this money into something that we weren't sure if it would work out. We were kind of making tiny baby steps towards what we wanted Freckled Hen Farmhouse to look like. And so it allowed people to kind of follow along on our journey, but also buy tangible things along the way as we were sharing recipes, as we were sharing how to use this certain garden tool in our own garden. People could just hop on our website and they could purchase it from around the world. So that was an amazing thing for us to be able to do in the beginning, But like I said, people had this desire to sort of step into this world, if you will. And so our brick and mortar store allowed us to kind of set the mood and it kind of allowed people to be able to touch these things. I think that we as a society think, Oh yeah, we'll just jump on Amazon and we'll buy that thing. But the reality is it doesn't come with the story. It doesn't come with pretty pictures. And there's nothing attached to that other than that thing that arrives two days later, you use it and then you sell it at the yard sale. You know, (laughs) that's like, that's like pretty much the story. And so what we were able to say is, Hey, you know, community is super important. We're going to cultivate a place where people can come say you're having a bad day say it's stupidly cold like it is right now they can come into the store it's warm cozy they can look at beautiful things you know hopefully they'll buy something and um, it creates the opportunity to connect with another person instead of this cold interaction online
0: Yes, that's so that. good. And you know what? That's exactly what we did. We had a girls trip and it was like we have to stop there. That's one of the places. But even like anthropology, there's times where I know I'm not looking for anything. Right. And I just want to go walk around in there cuz it's pretty and it makes me feel better and I see humans. Right. And that's kind of the same idea as it's interesting to look at. It's like a it, the fir- <laughs> the first Instagram feed. Um, But you go and you get to look at a whole bunch of pretty things, tactile things. Even if you're not buying all of them, you might just be buying a really cool... Pot holder or candle or whatever. Right. But you get to see your smiling face. All of your employees were, like, above and beyond. Yeah, they're amazing. Southern <laughs> hospitality. <laughs> right. No, but that's that's a good, that's a really, really good point. You
1: created someone's happy place. they probably yeah. like, my day is going south. I'm going to stop by the Freckled Hen Farmhouse. Exactly, right. yes. Where I feel happy. <laughs> exactly.
2: That's, that's always th- been the goal.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so... Someone on the outside looking at you, mm-hmm. they're like, well, all oh, that's great. Sounds like it's just been, like, great. What do you feel like somebody who's maybe you at 23 or whatever when you're living in that small town south of you, um, aspiring to maybe have their own business or build a brand or something eventually what advice do you have for them? Or maybe even more than that, what are some obstacles or challenges you faced along the way?
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm really good at painting a pretty picture of things, but I think the reality is is that beneath any like Instagram post um, or blog post or even podcast, there is like a ton of hard work um, that goes into it. And so, um, there are just to be quite honest, there are nights when I am like wide awake thinking, okay, like, are people going to stop caring? Are they going to start like loving the urban life and, you know, stop cooking and we're just going to like file bankruptcy? I mean, like, you know, my head starts spinning with this like talk that tells me that, Um, that I'm not enough, this business isn't enough, those type of things. And I think the advice that I can give someone is to create a business that goes beyond the current trends, that speaks to something that's timeless and is true to your own story, because even if um, it goes south, you know, like, and people, you know, start only buying online, I truly believe that people are going to continue to come into Freckled Hen because it speaks to a time before us when things were, you know, quaint and simple. Um, and so, you know, dig deep into kind of like what you uniquely bring to the table and try to try to kind of put together a business that, you know, speaks to that unique voice. And then more importantly, I would say, um, take little steps towards your goals. So, you know, we didn't like, like I said, just open up this brick and mortar, you know, we invested a few thousand and then a few thousand more and to where we are now. And we're actually, um, moving to a bigger, brick and mortar in March. Um, and so, you know, that's another step in the right direction that we're taking, but I would say like, you know, don't take all of your savings or your retirement and sink it into this dream until you've kind of proven that it's something that, you know, is successful. And finally, I would say, um, I think, Elizabeth Gilbert's book Big Magic was super helpful to me. Um, you know, she kind of talked about this idea that you can still create and be creative without it being your full-time job. And right. I think that that is totally true as well. So if you want to have that side hustle, you know, absolutely do it. It doesn't have to pay the bills.
1: Mhm. Yes. That's good. So true. Um, can we change gears? Yes, just slightly. <laughs> Can we talk about your health journey? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, what do you want to know? I want to know. Um, <laughs> I'm like ever everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's this. she's killing it on the eating and exercising uh. and all of that. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about where where you were and where you are now.
2: Yeah. So, I would say about two years ago, I kind of committed myself to slowly losing weight. Um, I figured I had a solid probably, hopefully, maybe 70 years left of life. And so I realized that I wanted it to kind of be something that would be sustainable, that it wouldn't just be something where I'd lose a ton of weight and then starve to death and eat it all back in chocolate. And so... What are you
0: talking about? That's I not know, thing, right?
2: right? <laughs> um, so I joined Weight Watchers, which... I have to say weight watchers works for me it doesn't have to work for everyone it's you know I'm not being paid to say that it just it works right, for me right. so i joined weight watchers i started going to um the meetings because i had read gretchen rubin's book better than before and realized that i was an obliger and so i was motivated by external motivation and hmm, let's yeah. pause
1: on that okay let's pause on yes. that yes obliger Obliger. Meaning like a people pleaser. Yeah,
2: that is my, I think that's why I'm so successful Uh, as a business owner because I live to please other people. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, that's Uh
1: why we have 70 episodes of a podcast. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, Okay. And how does that translate to food? Okay, so it
2: translates to food not in that I'm like trying to please others by overeating, but that if I can go to a Weight Watcher meeting being a group of people that also struggle with the same thing by golly they're gonna wonder where i am if i don't show up mm-hmm. and being able mm-hmm. to impress them by yes. losing weight is it's what i live for really if we're being off
0: <laughs> yeah no that's so true the only time i've ever consistently worked out is when i'm in a class yep. setting me too if i show there and then people are like we missed you and i'm like i gotta be there for the people they need they need me right hobbling around right. in the back
2: acting <laughs> so like so gretchen rubin has these things called the four tendencies Um, and it's this, well, she now has a book about it, but it's basically like, how are you motivated? Are you externally, internally, both? Are you a questioner? Do you just rebel against all of it? Um, and so I realized, okay, I'm an obliger and counting my calories on my fitness pal is not working for me. So I decided to figure out something that would work for me. So I feel like You know, if you're going to lose weight, you have to figure out, okay, like, how are you motivated? Because that's not going to just, you know, pop out of thin air. Um, And so, anyway, so I started going to these meetings. Absolutely loved them. Became basically besties with my Weight Watchers coach. She's amazing. Um, Shout out to Jay. And um, then I most recently joined a gym with group fitness classes, which, hello, obliger again. And, um, I'm going to these spin classes where you like listen to really loud rap music and you spin <laughs> and it's been so much fun because yoga just bore me to death. And so now uh-huh. I'm like, you know, <laughs> dancing on the bikes and stuff and it's just awesome. So
1: how badly do you want to work out with Natalie? Shaylee? I want to work out. I'm going to, dance yeah, you please let's, oh, do let's do it. Let's do it.
0: I think that's the point is not if I like did a yoga class or even like Pilates, I'm just like, are we all taking this as seriously as it seems like everyone's taking this right now? Because <laughs> my brain is like bored and I need to do, th- do some things. Right. right and also I would so. just look at all of these girls and I mean, and
2: I like literally cannot move my body in this way, but I can get on a bike <laughs> and I can move my legs, you know? And so it was, an, it was kind of like an even playing field for me when I started and yeah. it's just been amazing. I've lost about... Well, on a good day, I've lost about 45 pounds, but it's taken me about two
0: years. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's super interesting to hear everyone's different. Yeah. And
2: I feel better mentally when I treat my body right. And I think that's, that's a huge
1: plus. I love that it took a long time because that's very reasonable and realistic. Good job. Yes. Um, And then... I'm just basically tapping into all of the all of your wisdoms. No. All just, of your wisdoms. Go ahead and tap. That's um, what this is for. You had you had a good mention too about um um like making your house um kind of like a sanctuary. Yeah. Mm. Um and you you actually added uh, a once a month housekeeper, is that right? Yes. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that and um, just household duties as far as marriage goes?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Luke and I kind of, we are definitely, we approach marriage as equals. Um, And so that also is, of course, going to relate to like what we do within the home. And so the responsibility of cleaning the house and keeping the house clean never fell on me alone. Um, and so it's been amazing to have a husband who is a partner and of course, you know, knows how to scrub a toilet better than I do. And so I definitely always approach this topic from first kind of saying that like Luke has, you know, takes equal responsibility in the home just as much as I do. But I realized that we couldn't do it all. We couldn't keep up with the farm, have the business, I have two other jobs on top of Freckled Hen Farmhouse. Luke also works full-time. I realized like okay, we cannot do it all. And so about a year and a half to 2 years ago, we um just hired a housekeeper. She's amazing. And she only comes once a month. And she basically does all of the things that we don't have time for. So she cleans out the fridge, she deep cleans the floors. um, She, you know, wipes down all of our open shelves in our kitchen. Um, She just does all of the things that we just can't do. And it feels amazing. And I always believed that this Purchase was important, but I recently listened or read an article, I can't quite remember, about how if we spend our money on things that help us save time, those are the expenses that actually bring the most happiness, and I believe that that's totally true. I would eat, like, beans and rice every single day if it meant that I could still afford to have our housekeeper, and it takes, it takes yeah. something off of your plate, like you know, we need to be intentional about protecting our time and actually doing the things that bring us joy. And so this was a really great opportunity for me to kind of exercise that muscle.
1: Mm, That's really good. That is right on, on target with, um, just the, the message of this podcast. You know, when Shailene and I started this, we weren't sure exactly what we were going to learn from it. And it seems like the people who are killing it, uh, They all have one thing in common, and that is that they asked for help when they needed it, and they didn't try to do it all. They delegated things to people who are experts at them, like you know, people like profession.
0: Right, Right. (laughs) They enjoy. There are people who enjoy. Out of all the options of things they could do, (laughs) right? They like it. They enjoy. God bless them. Going into other people's houses. My mother-in-law used to clean, um, like rich people in Casey's houses uh and she literally enjoyed it and I was like do you enjoy cleaning your own house and she was like kind of but like I like going in and seeing a house that like needs it and then like cleaning it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so it like blew my mind but I'm like you know what good (laughs) we need we need people like you we need people like you because I'm not that
2: that's I have true. a, um, yeah. I have a girlfriend who, um, she has uh, four kids and she started hiring a housekeeper to be able to clean her house and go to the grocery store for her so that she could actually spend time for her with her kids. Cause she said she'd be like at the grocery store while there was someone at home, like watching all of her kids. And she was like, why am I doing this? Every time I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about all these things that I need to do. How would I hire that person to do those things so I can just be with my kids. And I was like, I am filing that away in my like future parenting toolbox because I think that's brilliant.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so fun. smart. It's like, yeah, pay the delivery guy, shop online, pay the delivery guy 10 bucks to bring right. it to your house, mm-hmm. and then spend time with your kids instead of being yeah. a babysitter.
1: Unless you're going to go to the Freckled? Unless you're going to go to the farm. In
0: which case. And learn how to plant get the grocery out of the Exactly.
1: Yeah. A brick and mortar. Uh, we
0: are expanding to a kid's
2: chain. line, so you can always just bring your kids. Oh. Oh.
1: Well, I was gonna oh. say don't don't bring your kids uh, to your current location right, though, because break there's everything. too many. Kids.
0: But <laughs> too you know, Katie breaks things in real life without children. So yeah. uh, that was a, too soon. Yeah, that was too soon. So we Katie bought a really beautiful mug. It was fr- my children though. It was the Freckled Hen Farmhouse. You made them, uh, <laughs> and she she texted me a picture and broke a mug. It, it was it tragic. That, but yeah, she's getting a new one. Don't worry. Oh, guys, stop there's a There's a pleaser out there that owns it. And <laughs> don't worry. Over-shared. Hey. Overshared. Don't
1: worry. I have a <laughs> selfie with it. Oh. So as okay. long as I have a selfie. Right. It, it's it real. It still so happens. Good. It exists. Um, <laughs> so for our segment for this episode, Natalie has been nice enough to ship ahead the supplies we need for an audio DIY. So Shaylee has a toolkit. I'm so excited. I have it's, my it's own toolkit. Beautiful. And but via easy. Skype, we can see uh, Natalie with her toolkit. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do we have here, Natalie? Yeah. What are we doing so today, today we're
2: planting a seed. I'm putting on my teacher voice. Um, I used to be a school garden <laughs> educator, so this is just going to be perfect. So um, Perfect. We've good. got our soil. So you want to make sure that it's yes. um, soil that's rich in compost. Maybe it has little worms in it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's vibrant soil. Hey,
1: right? I've got a bunch of
2: worms. Hey, little guy. Hey, yeah. little guy. <laughs> hang on. Oh, get back in there, worm. Go. <laughs> and then you've got okay. a pack of um, seeds. Let's go. And mm-hmm. then you want to make sure that you have a little rain.
1: Frequently. So rain. Hang on. Cue Wait. the rain. Oh. <laughs> okay, we have rain. <laughs> this one. We're good. Whoa, it's raining inside Natalie's house. In sunshine. How'd you do that? This is like the Truman Show. The okay. She literally has just rain. She's
0: raining. Over it's her true. Pot. It's true.
2: And if you, uh, if you don't have rain, if you're living in like California or something, you can always just have like a watering can with some water. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. seems easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my worms are eating the seeds. Oh, gosh. How worm is that even the worms possible. are eating the seeds. I don't know. Nope. He's a hungry little guy. <laughs>
2: okay, so uh, you know what? what you're gonna do is you're gonna. T- oh, and you want to make sure that you have a hand trowel.
1: Okay. We. Oh
2: yeah, of course. I,
0: I'm just lousy with hand trowels. We keep those. Yeah, on our you want to make
2: sure that's preferably from Freckled Him Farmhouse. So you want to get. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It okay. Is, of course. We oh, broke no, it. Mine's broken. Oh, we broke it. Oh well, it has a lifetime warranty, so don't worry. We'll get you a new one. So <laughs>
1: okay. 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 <laughs> okay. And then you're gonna, gonna. And then plant. you're gonna
2: take your pointer finger, point it up in the air, ladies. Okay. Pointing. And then you're going to point it back down and you're going to make a little hole. Mm-hmm. hole. This hole should be, I would say, about half an inch, half an inch deep.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. good.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you're going to take your sunflower seed. We're, uh-huh. we're definitely planting sunflowers right now. And you're going to plop the seed into the hole. Good. Is it plopped? Oh, there, there we, popping. There we
0: go.
1: popping. we popping. Okay. Pop. Whoa, it's so then, growing! It's
0: already it's growing! growing. <laughs> Whoa! Hold on, I gotta Instagram this really quick. That's yeah. amazing! It's like a time lapse in real life! Yeah. What on earth? Natalie's good. What kind of seeds are you selling? Natalie's good. I know,
2: girl. I know it's good. It's
0: good. Uh,
2: um. Okay, so in order to maintain that seed, you want to yeah. make sure that you water it.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We have rain. Yeah, rain. on demand.
2: And then... um. You want to make sure that those clouds part and you have a little sunshine.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, pa- mm-hmm. we'll part those clouds. We, we did for the sunshine. You know what? We were excited about the sunflowers, but Natalie's already come through and cut them all. And she's oh. selling them. wow. You're oh, quick. Man. She's selling them in our shop. So there's that. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So yeah, yeah ladies, circle.
2: that's where you plant a seed. Thank you Thank you. you. We're you're farmers, so Katie.
0: Are we farmers we're now? We're farmers. Yeah. Are we farmers now? Shh, don't answer. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. We are. We're farmers. We're farmers. farmers. We all
1: agree we're farmers. (laughs) We are all farmers. Good thing I live on a farm. Woo!
0: My husband's going to be so proud. We don't even cut our own lawn, so I don't know what that says about us. Well, that
2: means that you're like, you know, you're paying someone else to do it. That's great. That's exactly what we we just talked
0: about. And are we making money while he's mowing our lawn? Probably. No. We're sitting inside and making it awkward, and we close our blinds so he doesn't have to watch us. (laughs) But you know what? Worth it. It's worth it. Um, so we have Natalie, who is farm girl, but bikes it out to rap. Bikes it out to rap. Farm, right. urban. Yep. And owns a shop, and an online store, and a blog. And knows how to delegate. And a cleaning lady. Her <laughs> Natalie, thank you for taking the time to talk with us because we're kind course. of crazy. Of course. Thank we you do, guys
1: so much.
0: Yes, we <laughs> we do ask one final question
1: of our bad a business ladies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes do you have a tip Ooh. for productivity how you get so much done yes
2: um sleep <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I get like about that eight hours of sleep ladies
1: okay <laughs> man, can like you that. pay
0: someone to sleep for you <laughs> i wish i could man uh me too <laughs> i you can pay me to sleep for you i'll do that just wire me some money <laughs> exactly okay we'll work on that trip Fayetteville, which is also, side note, not related, where my sister-in-law is from. And I live there a year and a half. Hey. So no, we're basically we're sisters. sisters. <laughs> we are. Mm-hmm. Gosh, now that <laughs> you mention it, I can't tell you apart. Yeah, we're the same person. I don't know which one. Which one is who? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast, was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love hearing from you on Instagram, emails, and especially iTunes reviews. Reviews help others hear about the podcast, and we read every single one. We also really appreciate you guys who share the podcast with your friends on social media. If you want to reach out, you can contact us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com, or you can find us at shayleeandkatie.com. We couldn't do it without you, and we love you.